Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now to take a look at some headlines investors will be paying attention to today. Uh, one of which uh, was uh, out of yesterday where all eyes were on the Nord Stream 1 pipeline. Would it switch back on or not? How much percentage capacity are we going to get? Well, uh, it's been reported that it's going at 40% capacity level. We'll find out a little bit more about that, plus everything else that we're paying attention to, including some bank policy decisions on the line with me this morning is Jeff Hawley, Senior Market Analyst at Oanda. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning. Wow. All eyes on that pipeline. 10 days, we were all in suspense. And then I think somewhere in the middle, they were doing a bit of tests and we're like, okay, maybe things are going to go back. I mean, what are you hearing now, especially in terms of how markets are responding to this 40% capacity? Yeah, I guess it's a case of the slightest bit of good news is good news. So it looks like the flows are resuming, but only at 40% of capacity, something that Vladimir Putin had telegraphed earlier in the week anyway. And that was what was flowing through that pipeline before it shut down for annual maintenance. But I guess the, the news, the good news is, is that some gas is flowing and that's alleviated some of the crisis planning that Europe was having to start putting in place gas rationing across the Eurozone uh, and that's had a knock-on effect, uh, a positive knock-on effect through the rest of, of the market. I think part of the reason that stock markets have rallied today is because it doesn't look like Russia's completely cutting off the gas prices, uh, gas flows. Having said that, we saw oil fall overnight as well and I think the resumption of those Nord Stream 1 flows has played there, there as well. Mm, it's a little bit like a relationship where you're kind of compromising but the fact of the matter is it's it's not enough you're talking about missing 60 percent greece apparently is another country that could potentially suffer from this Oh, absolutely. And some countries are more reliant on the Russian gas than others. Mm. Germany is one example. Italy is another. Bulgaria, Greece. So, I mean, the Eurozone has already signaled to its members that they need to cut gas consumption by 15% a month going forward into the rest of the year. And we're not even in winter yet. So I think this could be sort of a temporary moment in the sun. Yeah. Since you brought up Italy, let's talk a little bit about the euro. There was a bank policy decision yesterday, of course, the ECB, 50 basis points. Um, some are saying it's to their surprise, but honestly, not really, right? Let's talk about the issues around the region with the euro losing steam and the political uncertainty in Italy. What are you observing here? Yeah, look, I think Europe is in a, is in a tough place. I mean, the Russia-Ukraine conflict pretty much put... Uh, Europe on an immediate path towards a very sharp slowdown and a recession. Those impacts are being exacerbated by these reduced gas flows, this heat wave sweeping as well. Now we've got the, the Italian government collapsing and we've still got extremely high inflation. It's a very tough place for the ECB to be in, hiking, having to hike rates into a, an economy that is clearly heading towards a recession. There's still plenty of downside 
risks ahead for with regards to energy, with regards to the evolution of that conflict in Eastern Europe, and of course inflation and slowing growth around the world. So, uh, as I said, I think this more might be a, a more of a bear market rally than an actual structural turning point high for Europe. Mm, the inflation target is two percent, but but the Frankfurt apparently keeping rates at historic lows, negative territory since 2014. We had mm. a Bank of Japan decision yesterday as well. I mean, we're looking at all the central bank action, uh, Jeff. I mean, what stood out for you, especially with the Asian Development Bank downgrading its Asia growth forecast yet again while raising its inflation outlooks? What stood out for me yesterday was the Bank of Indonesia holding rates uh, steady um, when the Philippines and Singapore last week had had, had, um, announced unscheduled rate hikes and we've seen a swath of rate hikes across Asia as central banks reluctantly have to support their currencies by tightening policy rates as inflation starts rising in Asia. So I was very surprised about the Bank Indonesia yesterday and uh, perhaps less surprisingly, dollar dollar IDR moved above 15,000 yesterday and um, I think one thing I've noticed over the last week is whenever the dollar has weakened against the developed market currencies, your euros, sterlings, Aussies, etc., it's actually stayed at highs versus the Asian currencies. So there's still some risk, I believe, around in the Asian currency space. And that's probably because they're not hiking as fast as the Fed and other banks in other parts of the world. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting situation. You're talking about the markets here in Asia, even the emerging markets, for example, Sri Lanka, with their own political issues worth mm. watching out for. Uh, Jeff, uh, just off the cuff, uh, anything in the earnings season stood out for you? I mean, overnight, we're looking at tech stocks uh, sort of feeling a little bit uncomfortable because of Snap shares plummeting. There seems to be this sentiment this week that companies, especially the tech ones, are saying, oh, we're downgrading our growth forecast for next week. Apple one of the notable ones as well. When you look at some of the announcements coming out, I think the most significant thing is that they're all looking at either reducing or freezing hiring. And uh, as we know, the tech companies have had a bottomless appetite for talent. And, And I find that quite interesting. I think it'll really swing on the on the earnings of the big tech heavyweights, uh, your Apples and your Googles. Yet it's, as you said earlier on, se- over seventy percent of companies have exceeded forecasts mm. uh, for earnings this 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 quarter. That doesn't surprise me so much. But I think what we're going to start seeing is the forward guidance from a lot of these big heavyweights being reeled in, and that may temper any gains from outperforming the earnings guidance of uh, of Q2. So what I'm watching for most from the US, the US earnings season is what companies are saying the rest of the year is going to look like, and I think that isn't going to be good news. Yeah, yeah, with the continued speculation that recession is coming around the corner. Gosh, and then we've got the the next uh, FOMC where, you know, maybe we might see 100 basis this point and I'm sure you've got bets going around your office as well yeah I think it'll be uh, it'll be a push I mean the rhetoric now the, the Federal Reserve is in a media blackout pre-meeting now so yeah. we're not getting any of these Fed officials speaking yeah. every day but pre that blackout they, they weren't really hinting strongly that 100 basis points is on the table I think that will be a bit of a surprise now I think it'll be 75 basis points okay. nobody's really talking about the FOMC this week but it's certainly going to be the centre of attention next week alright I've been speaking with Jeff Holly, who is the Senior Market Analyst at Oenda Jeff I appreciate your time this morning. Take care. Have a great weekend in advance. Happy Friday, everybody.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.